Welcome back to Current Affairs, our show about the stories of love gone fatally wrong that are in the news right now. This one is going to be a hard one, guys. Trigger warning for severe child abuse. Just before 11 a.m. on Wednesday, August 30th, a household in Utah discovered a boy knocking on their door begging for food and water. According to a later police report, the 12-year-old appeared emaciated and malnourished and had open wounds as well as pieces of duct tape on his wrists and ankles. The boy was in bad enough shape that he was taken to an area hospital. He said that he escaped from the window of a nearby house, but that his 10-year-old sister was still there. Sure enough, authorities would find the girl in a similar condition, sending her to the hospital as well. Another four children in a different residence were taken into the care of Utah Child and Family Services. By the end of the day, a prominent mom content YouTuber and podcaster, as well as her business partner and co-host, would be arrested and charged with six counts of felony child abuse. So what in the hell was happening here? In 2015, Ruby Frank started a YouTube channel called Eight Passengers about her family life with her husband and six children. The channel got to around 2.5 million followers at peak. The content was a behind-the-scenes look at the family's life and often included Frank espousing extremely severe discipline and punishment for the children. One incident that had raised concern among viewers occurred when the family's then six-year-old daughter Eve went to school without a lunch. That day, Ruby made a video about her response to Eve's teacher contacting her via text message, asking her to drop off the meal. Ruby told the teacher, Eve is responsible for making her own lunches in the morning. So the natural outcome is that she is going to be hungry and hopefully nobody gives her food and nobody steps in and gives her lunch. To repeat, this girl was six years old. I cannot believe that she would post this stuff and anybody would think that this was... No, I already feel sick. Not child abuse. Yeah. Another incident that captured attention was when Frank's second oldest child, her son Chad, talked about how after teasing his brother, he had been punished by being denied access to his bedroom or bed for seven months. Throughout that entire time, he was expected to sleep on a beanbag. I'm assuming when you say captured attention, captured negative attention. Yeah? I hope so. The response was severe enough to this that in May of 2020, it provoked a change.org petition to get Child Protective Services to investigate the family. The petition discussed a variety of disturbing incidents from the eight passengers' videos, including denying the kids access to all electronics and their friends for an entire summer, sending a child to behavioral camp for extremely troubled kids for dubious reasons, and more. Another thing that bothered the petition's creators and many other content creators was the disparity between Frank discussing how the channel had made her millions of dollars, while the kids in the videos frequently say they were expected to buy their own clothes. In another rage-inducing video, Ruby goes around gathering up her kids' most prized possessions and even their homework and throws them in a garbage bag, saying that they'll only get them back if they pay her cash. What? These are children. The petition got nearly 18,000 signatures and did lead to Utah's Division of Child and Family Services visiting the Franks' house and interviewing the children. The case was dropped for lack of evidence, and Ruby used it as another media opportunity. I don't get how there's lack of evidence with a podcast and YouTube channel. 
Things apparently got even worse when Frank joined forces with Jody Hildebrand, a therapist and founder of a quote-unquote self-improvement company called Connections, and that is Connections but with an X. Frank and Hildebrandt started the Connections podcast and took their extremely strict parenting to YouTube as well. One of Frank's daughters, her eldest child, 20-year-old Sherry, found the Connections teachings extremely challenging. On the Into the Light podcast in April, Sherry discussed how the life coaching group initially brought the family closer, but quickly became more extreme. Sherry said that quickly connections began suggesting that their teachings were as important than the Mormon gospel, which her family theoretically followed. Sherry began to question whether connections' teachings were actually in line with her Christian values. This eventually led to Sherry cutting ties with her family entirely in September of 2022. And while Sherry didn't say all that much publicly, as we've learned since Wednesday, there were apparently a number of efforts from family and neighbors going on behind scenes to get the kids away from Ruby and her business partner, Jody. Indeed, dramatically, one of the Frank's neighbors told NBC News after the arrests, everyone was just breathing a collective sigh of relief because we thought that they were going to come out of that house in body bags. I'm not surprised that they thought that. No. I don't know if that's dramatic at all, to be honest, because of seeing what happens to other mothers that adopt this serious views in these cult-like leanings. Neighbors reported a variety of strange behaviors. One recalled that one year Ruby canceled the kids' Christmas. Said one neighbor, I remember that she took away their Christmas entirely one year and she would say things like, they're not repenting correctly, just complete insanity. Another neighbor reported seeing the kids forced to stay outside and weed around the house for hours in greater than 100 degree heat. Around the same period that Ruby was getting in deeper with Jody and connections and that Sherry was starting to want to leave the family, things at home got even stranger. Given how much control Ruby asserted over her kids, neighbors found it strange that she would also seemingly disappear for weeks on end, leaving the kids to fend for themselves. One neighbor told Rolling Stone in early 2022, it started getting weird. People were concerned because Ruby completely stopped her YouTube stuff. And then it just kind of turned dark. She taped up paper over all of her windows. She would disappear for weeks at a time, and there's just all these little kids left alone in this house. According to that same person, people in the neighborhood called the cops numerous times. Quote, the cops were called, you know, several times. They would come and they'd knock on the door and nobody would open up. Reports also suggest that Ruby kicked her husband Kevin out of the family home at some time in 2022 as well. Another neighbor fumed at authorities that had done nothing. She said that after Kevin left the home, the kids appeared to stop going to school. They talked about one of the children frequently showing up at their door. Quote, she would just knock on your door and say, hi, can your kids play? And we're like, well, they're at school. They won't be home for three or four hours. And she'd be like, I'll wait. She's just like a lost child. Another neighbor said, I'm really angry because I did speak up. Other people spoke up and nothing happened. I want those kids to know that the community loves them and wanted them to be safe. If people knew the amount of tears and time spent talking with law enforcement and CPS over the last year, I want people to understand that. And I want those kids to know that because I think that they thought they were abandoned. In the wake of the arrests, Frank's sisters, Ali Metcham, Julie DeRue, and Bonnie Holian, who also create family-related content, released an Instagram statement that read, For the last three years, we have kept quiet on the subject of our sister, Ruby Frank, for the sake of her children. 
Behind the public scene, we have done everything we could to try and make sure that the kids were safe. We wouldn't feel right about moving forward with regular content without addressing some of the most recent events. Once we do, we will not be commenting on it further. Ruby was arrested, which needed to happen. Jody was arrested, which needed to happen. The kids are now safe, which is our number one priority. Mmm, I don't know. Commenters were fairly unforgiving and skeptical that more couldn't be done. So much so that they eventually turned off comments on the Instagram post. Uh-huh. Ugh. Sherry, however, shared a similar message and indicated that the authorities hadn't taken them seriously in the past. She posted, Today has been a big day. Me and my family are so glad justice is being served. We've been trying to tell the police and CPS for years about this and so glad they are finally stepping up. Sherry also created a Google document to crowdsource, quote, questionable or concerning video clips about her mom and connections. Hundreds of people have contributed to the document, pointing out the massive pattern of content that would have been disturbing anyway, but is especially disturbing in light of the arrests. As we heard from the neighbor quoted by Rolling Stone and by Sherry, things that were already bad at the Frank home seemed to get worse after Ruby started working with Jody Hildebrandt and Connections. While information is just starting to come out about Jody, the therapist did have her license suspended for 18 months in 2012 after discussing a patient of hers with the leaders of the Church of the Latter-day Saints and Brigham Young University without his consent. The man claimed that Jody told those leaders that he was addicted to porn in order to get him kicked out of the church and BYU, which eventually did happen. The Salt Lake Tribune quoted him as saying, She just lied wherever she went to further an agenda to destroy my life. We came there for marriage counseling, and she pulled us into her porn marathon. So weird. Basically, the man claimed that he and his wife came in for couples counseling, having been referred by the church, and Jody very quickly began accusing him of having a porn addiction and effectively threatening him if he wouldn't pay the $1,200 to $2,000 a month for counseling that she wanted. He said she was using his marriage as leverage, quote, for me to pay for everything. Yeah, I'd call that extortion. Yes. What we do know for sure is that a 10-year-old and a 12-year-old were in Jody Hildebrand's house, restrained with duct tape and possibly rope malnourished and so desperate that one of them had to escape to find help. What the hell they were doing there, how long they had been there, and what other abuses they suffered have not been revealed publicly. Ruby Frank and Jody Hildebrandt have both been charged with six counts of felony child abuse. The county attorney said there are two juvenile victims in these cases, and each defendant is accused of causing or permitting serious physical injury to the victims in three different ways. One, a combination of multiple physical injuries or torture. Two, starvation or malnutrition that jeopardizes life. And three, causing severe emotional harm. Each count carries a prison sentence of up to 15 years, as well as a fine of up to $10,000. How is that it? <laughs> Information continues to come out about this case. For example, so far little has been revealed about the whereabouts or complicity of husband Kevin, although he was reportedly seen at the family house over the weekend after the arrest. His attorney said that his client's, quote, urgent focus is to simply keep his children together under his fatherly care. At the moment, however, it appears that the kids are with child and family services. Certainly feels like there's going to be more to this story. And it certainly seems like there is going to be a lot of blame to go around, given how many people are coming out of the woodwork to say that they tried to alert authorities. The culpable parties might not just be the adults that normally surrounded these kids. But if there is any solace to take in this horrifying situation, it's that this is not a story of love murders. The arrests happened before things could escalate that far. That is the only silver lining in this case, but it is absolutely blood boiling. It's 
horrifying. We will keep you posted as updates come. Until then, I'm Jesse Prey. And I'm Andy Cassette, signing off for Love Murder Current Affairs. 